Hey everyone, it's Pacific. As always, a few quick messages, and then this week's episode. First things first. Rob Zombie's Three from Hell picks up the story of the Firefly family where Devil's Rejects left off. Catch exclusive content on each event night, September 16th, 17th, and 18th. Visit fathomevents.com slash three from hell for tickets. That's the number three from hell. Check it out. I think you guys will love it. I personally am a big Rob Zombie fan, so I'm super excited. And I want to give a big shout out to XL Sapien, Matthew Kimuzaka, Kathy Shortridge, Chicken Fist, Misty Amber Reynolds, Casey, and Robin Ryder. Thanks, guys. Your support means the world to us. And you're all above $5, so expect some new postcards coming your way very, very soon. If you're interested in getting your own postcards, listening to ad-free episodes, or getting access to bonus episodes, make sure you find us at patreon.com scp underscore pod. And now, the show. Warning. The Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. Item number. SCP-009. Object class. Euclid. Special containment procedures. Object is to be contained within a sealed storage tank of heat-resistant alloy with dimensions not less than 2 meters by 2 meters by 2 meters. Under no circumstances should SCP-009 be exposed to temperatures in excess of 0 degrees centigrade when not undergoing testing, and no water-based solution shall be allowed within 30 meters of the object's containment area. Object's chamber is to be fitted with temperature sensors which must be monitored at all times. It is to be kept refrigerated by no fewer than three redundant cooling units. Any malfunction of sensors or of coolant systems is to be reported and repaired immediately. If at any time the temperature in the containment area climbs above negative 5 degrees Celsius, the chamber is to be locked down and flooded with coolant until the temperature is returned to a safe level, negative 30 degrees Celsius to negative 25 degrees Celsius. Containment area is to be kept in a total vacuum during testing, and personnel interaction with SCP-009 must wear full environmental protection gear. Following testing, all equipment, personnel, and other materials must undergo dehydration procedures or quarantine for no less than 12 hours. Any moisture found displaying properties of SCP-009 is to be quarantined and added to the containment area as soon as possible. Living organisms found to be contaminated by SCP-009 are to be terminated by chemical desiccation, and extracted molecules of SCP-009 added to containment. Description. SCP-009 is approximately liters of a substance which superficially resembles distilled water, H2O. Except a distinct bright red hue, this red hue is discernible in all phases and serves as the most expedient method of identifying contaminated matter before its anomalous properties manifest. In contrast to mundane water, SCP-009 assumes a liquid phase of temperatures between negative 100 degrees Celsius and 0 degrees Celsius, and a solid state above those temperatures. At temperatures below negative 100 degrees Celsius, SCP-009 vaporizes into a gaseous phase similar to steam. Examinations of the atomic structure of SCP-009 have provided inconclusive. 
substance appears to be identical to normal water molecules, with the exception of, in contrast to standard laws of enthalpy. Doctor, site, resident expert on xenospatial physics suggests SCP-009 may originate in a universe with alternate physical laws. The most hazardous property of SCP-009, however, is its ability to contaminate normal H2O. When in contact with any aqueous solution, SCP-009 will, through unknown mechanisms, transfer its anomalous properties to other objects and creatures. Testing has shown it capable of assimilating ice, steam, tea, fruit juice, seawater, blood, and the time it takes for this process to occur varies depending on the temperature and exact chemical composition of the affected matter, and has been observed to take between three minutes and hours. Experiments and D-class personnel have illustrated the process of conversion by the substance, which has been found to follow a consistent pattern. 1. Initial Exposure Subject is exposed to SCP-009, and it begins assimilating any moisture present in the exposed surface. Creatures in this stage do not commonly notice any unusual symptoms, except for a slight warming sensation. 2. Surface Conversion Frost begins to form in the exposed area as heat produced by subject and SCP-009 itself raises its temperature above 0 degrees Celsius. This stage can take anywhere from 1 minute to hours, during which time subjects do feel crystals from the epidermis. 3. Deep Tissue Conversion Exponential increase in temperature of SCP-009 causes runaway reaction to the subject's body, resulting in actual blood loss is minimal due to ice crystals, allowing subjects to remain alive and conscious for up to hours. 4. Testing on D-Class personnel was discontinued as of 4-23-20. Addendum. Circumstances of Retrieval. Subject was found in Alaska on 11-5-19. The Foundation became involved after reports were obtained from the native tribe, who came across the mangled bodies of a team of seal hunters which had apparently been shipwrecked kilometers from the village. All victims were found encased in red ice. Cause of death recorded as internal bleeding, though closer examination found... It is surmised that the low ambient temperatures in the area retarded the freezing process. This prolonged the time to total conversion by hours and allowed the victims to remain conscious until Origin of SCP-009 is currently unknown. Investigation into similar events or materials in the area is ongoing. Evidence at the scene suggests possibly involving SCP. See Exploration Log A009-1 for details. Addendum 11919. After initial report and retrieval of specimens, it was confirmed that the arachnoid entity found by MFT-B7, see attached file, was indeed a previously unknown instance of SCP-3023. Investigation has revealed the instance originated in as a result of Addendum 12-6-19. After repeated inquiries, it should be noted that the portion of coastline upon which the initial victims were found was barren rock approximately meters from the shoreline, and was sufficiently dry and cold to prevent significant contamination of the surrounding area. Had the site been closer to the water, there is little doubt an extinction-level event would have ensued. Consideration of upgrading SCP-009 to Keter class under review. Addendum 1216-2000 
Supercooling of SCP-009 for the purpose of experimentation is disallowed until further notice. Personnel are advised that liquid nitrogen is only to be used on the subject in controlled amounts, and only until temperatures have reached acceptable levels. Related note. Possible application of SCP-009 in cold fusion research pending evaluation. Memo from 05 Command. 1-9-2000. We've decided to keep this thing Euclid for now. We understand the concerns raised, but as long as you keep the power on and nobody goes near its containment area, there shouldn't be a problem. That's why we're keeping it in sight, after all. As for the cold fusion research, we're putting a pin in that for now. Frankly, we don't have it in the budget for another snafu like site. Selvage team still hasn't found Dr. Cross-testing report 9507F23. The following experiment record was recovered via a chance occurrence of SCP-507 shifting into a universe in which the described test was carried out using SCP-107. The applicability of the reported findings to our own universe is pending review. Input, 10 milliliters of SCP-009. Result, red snow fell in test area for 27 minutes with moderate intensity. Grass growing in test area began runaway reaction, which ended with entire area being frozen within minutes. Notably, anti-enthalpathic reaction of SCP-009 did not extend past the effective radius of SCP-107, for reasons still under investigation. Non-grass plants in area turned bright red in color, greatly expanded and mutated to display cyan-colored tentacles, similar to those of species Drosera capensis. Mucilage produced by these tentacles later found to be tiny beads of SCP-009. How the plant is able to survive with SCP-009 integrated into its cell structure is currently under investigation with preliminary hypothesis being the plant is a reflection of flora from the substance's native universe. Yes, I get it. Ha ha hoo he. It's hilarious, isn't it? SCP-009 is ICE, or ICE-9, like the mysterious ICE in Kurt Vonnegut's novel. Except this isn't a joke, this isn't some silly entry, this is a serious problem. 009's effects have been well documented, and we all know about the dire effects of the so-called red ice coming into contact with water. We also know that upon human contact, it freezes all the water in your body. In case you weren't aware, human bodies are mostly water. So is our planet. But that's not what I'm here to talk about today. No, I'm here to discuss the origin of 009. It's true, it was found dangerously close to a shore, and that random chance or high tide would have ended it all. But that's not what I'm interested in. I want to know how the deceased author, Vonnegut, knew about this ice, 30 years before we found it. A few theories have surfaced. The most absurd of them all is, it's just a coincidence. Now, it's just like the site director always says. Coincidence and containment both start with C. 
Now, two very real possibilities have arisen. The first is that, like discussed in the novel, Cat's Cradle, this ice was made by the US government to end wars. Now, of course, that didn't happen in our universe, as we would know if the government was making any new powerful weapons. And furthermore, they're incapable of true innovation. I don't think I have to remind you all who really made the first atomic bombs, and why. Early theories predicted that this ice could have come from our universe, but these ideas were disproven due to the way Ice-9 affects matters and disobeys the laws of this universe. Which means that an entity, perhaps a government or soul agent in another universe created such a weapon. If this is true, we can assume it got out of control and that version of Earth experienced an SK end of the world event. And if that's true, it means our preliminary tests on the ice were correct. It is indeed sentient, and somehow managed to transport itself to our universe, and likely countless more. That is a problem. More on this in a moment. The second theory is that this is actually a mimetic agent that has become latched to the idea of Ice-9, and is replicating the effects through either illusion or actual physical alteration of molecules. This is a much more optimistic possibility, which means we'd have an easier time containing it. If it's true, we know the mimetic agent is spread through contact. It may have adverse side effects, but ultimately, it is unlikely to begin an SK event, as that would likely extend beyond the possibilities of any mimetic agent, especially of this size. Unfortunately, this theory has been largely ruled out after animal and human trials completed. Due to the aggressive effect of Einstein on living physiology, this would have to be a very powerful mimetic, or an actual anomaly. Which brings us back to Theory 1. As I mentioned, we believe that Ice-9 has basic sentience, not unlike a virus or aggressive fungus. It clumsily looks for a host. If this small chunk of ice was able to travel to our planet from another dimension, that means more red ice is on its way. And we have to be prepared. We got lucky. Had this ice been less than a foot to the right, you and I wouldn't be having this conversation we may not get that lucky again. I'm requesting additional assets to observe and intercept incoming extraplanetary bodies. My team has determined that this meteorite came into the atmosphere during a meteoroid storm occurring on July 21st, 1997. And I believe that when Ice-9 strikes again, it will be in this form. We should have heightened security on all skies above water and pay special attention to any meteorites with a trajectory that puts them within 500 miles of a major body of water. I know, I'm asking you to move mountains and hide lakes, but it's a necessary step for our survival. SCP-009 was written by Chameleon X. Our host and narrator was John Grills. Researcher was played by Fletcher Armstrong. Music is by the incredible Tom Rory Parsons. And I'm your editor and sound designer, Pacific S. Obadiah. Our producer is Tom Owen. And this is a bloody disgusting show. For more information, visit bloody-disgusting.com. Our faith 
is our shield. If Altman was divinely inspired, why did he have to die? Our sword. Back off! Stay back! And our guide. There are those who will infiltrate. I want you to go undercover. And corrupt us. When do I start? It will make us whole. Clean incision. I'll clean up the bleeding. This may be the worst idea I've ever had. Dead Space Deep Cover is available now. New episodes every other week. You can find Dead Space Deep Cover on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at bloody.fm.